Hey, this is Kenneth Capital Advantage Tutoring. My job to get you through the Series 7, the SIE exam, stuff like that. This one, I don't know if it's going to be long or not. I'm going to talk about discretion and power of attorney and all the different variances of it. So hopefully it will be somewhat interesting. And let's get into it. So when you open an account at a broker-dealer, you can do it self-directed like I do. And there's probably a rep somewhere attached to my account. But you may not. You may actually have a rep that you're dealing with. So you have two types of relationships. One where it's a discretionary account where they can do trades without telling you ahead of time or a non-discretionary where every trade they have to do has to be approved by you in some way or matter. So let's start with that one. An, a non-discretionary account is literally, you have an account, you have a rep, he, he or she comes up with ideas, they give you the ideas, you say yes or no, and they do the trade. That's a non-discretionary. Also, that's a solicited trade, right? So a solicited trade is when the agent or the register rep Calls you up and says, hey, I think this is a good idea. Do you think we should do that? And you go, yes or no. If you go, yes, you do the trade. It's considered solicited. They went for it. They have to worry about the suitability. They have to do the, all the different levels of suitability to make sure that they only recommend suitable trades to you. Or things, trades that are good for you to do, that are proper. Now, unsolicited is where you, the uh, the customer, call the rep and go, hey, I want to buy you know, um, international buggy whips. Okay, so here's the problem with that. You call them up, that's unsolicited, that's fine. If you come up with a really horrible trade idea, they they have responsibility to go, you know, you probably shouldn't do this, but they have to let you do it. So again, International Buggy Whip, there's like four horses left in Central Park that use buggy whips now. So it's not a good idea, but if you insist, they have to do it. So they lose, once they market unsolicited, and that's if you call them, if you, the customer, call the agent or call the rep and say, I want you to do these trades, and they do it. They're going to mark it unsolicited. If it's stupid, they will make every effort to try to convince you that it is stupid. But eventually they can't say, you know what? Ken's an idiot. I'm not going to do the trade. How about this? Even if I call you to buy something at 90 bucks, you're the rep. I'm the customer. I say, listen, go buy this shares of blah, blah, blah for 90 bucks. And you go, Ken's an idiot. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm not doing that because he's going to lose his money. And the next day it drops to 30 and I'm happy that you didn't buy it you're still in trouble because you're still supposed to do it. You can't deny the trade. Now, on that note, I brought it up in the options thing, which nobody watched, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> if you have an options account, they they allow certain levels, like level zero, one, two, three, and the higher levels allow you to do more things. Like the highest level is selling covered calls and uncovered calls and uncovered puts, like naked calls. But if, you have, if you're the client and you're only allowed to do covered calls, you can't call up and say, I want you to short a call. I want you to short a naked call. You can't do it. That's the one of the few times that if a client calls up and says they want to do a trade, you're supposed to say no because they're not allowed to. it. They've been approved for a certain level. Now, if they really want to do it, you can bring in the ROP, the registered option principal, to try to get an approval for that level. But again, you need to get that first. But you are to deny that. If they call up and they want to sell short sell short a call or short a put and they're not approved for it, you are, you have to say no, you can't do the trade. On other things, now back to the stock part or options that they're approved to do, if the customer chooses to do an unsuitable trade, it's fine. That's I mean, you're supposed to try to convince them not to, but eventually you have to say, fine, I'll do the trade, even though I think it's fucking moronic. So wrap up that part, discretion, we haven't talked about yet, we will. Non-discretion, we have solicited and unsolicited trades. Unsolicited, the customer calls up and wants to do the trade. You have to do it. Solicited, where the rep calls a customer and asks if they want to do that. That's in a non-discretionary account. Now, if you want to go into a discretionary account, there's a whole different rules. You have to have what they call a power of attorney or 
or a discretionary agreement. Okay. That has to be signed. IAs have different rules, but we're not talking about that. Uh, just so you know, in case you're taking the 65 or 63 or 66, investment advisors can take verbal for up to 10 days. Then it has to be done in writing. But here on the broker-dealer side, if you want to have discretion, you must have a signed power of attorney or discretionary agreement in hand before you do anything. If I call you up and say, hey, listen, I sent the discretionary form in, I emailed it or I mailed it, and you don't have it yet, you can't do shit. So even if I say to watch my account for me, I say, watch my account for me, and I don't have a discretionary account signed with you. you can't do shit. You can call me up and go, Ken, where's the agreement? I got to do this. If I don't answer, you can't do anything. So there's questions like that. I call you up, say I'm going on vacation, watch my account. I, I disappear. You're the rep. All of a sudden, shit happens. You need to talk to me, and you can't do anything because I didn't sign the agreement. I can't do anything. You can't do anything. I flip, flip the people around. I go away. You can't do anything because I don't have a discretionary account. You can't, if it's an individual account, you can't call the wife or husband or any or husband or anything because unless they're named as power of attorney in the account, they can't make decisions. So let's back up. I'm a client. I'm going away for a little bit, for a week or two, and I say, watch my account. You say, sure. And I leave. Then shit happens, shit hits the fan, and you go, oh my God, I got to sell some shares of Ken's. Well, you if you try to get me, you can't get in touch with me. You call my wife, you call my brother. Doesn't matter if they don't have power of attorney or authorized users on the account. Doesn't matter what they say. You got to ignore them. If, if you can do nothing until you talk to me. So that's why sometimes we'll fill out the discretionary account, the power of attorney. I'm letting you do trades without telling me first. That's what I'm doing. I'm letting you do trades for me without telling me ahead of time. I will get a confirm within two days. They'll tell me what you did. But again, I'm trusting you to do what's right for me. That being said, there's variances of what you're allowed to do. I can give you what they call limited power of attorney or limited discretion where you can only do suitable trades. Any trade that you think is suitable for me, you can do. Other than limited partnership, you still need my permission, okay? Because they're risky and they're not liquid and there's a lot of crap going on. So a DPP or limited partnership, even if you have a discretionary account, you still need permission from me to execute. Um, if there's a conflict of interest, like I, uh, then I have to get you as a rep have to get permission for me limited power of attorney means that you can do any suitable trade for me but you can't you can't um move money around you can't pay my bills you can't do anything like that you literally can do just trading you can depending on the level you can open up a margin account for me that's what could be a question can a person with power of attorney open up a margin account for the customer if it's suitable that's the thing all this shit comes down to if it's suitable i can do any suitable trade if i'm the rep I just flipped it. If I'm the rep, I can do any suitable trade for you if I have a discretionary account. Limited power of attorney, boom. Let's, let's jump it up to full power of attorney. You're the rep. I'm giving you full power of attorney. That means you can pay my bills. You can withdraw money for my benefit. You can do any suitable trade. So limited power of attorney allows you to do any suitable trade. Full power of attorney lets you to do any suitable trade. Suitable trade, I'm rambling and move money around okay and pay bills and, and withdraw money for the customer's benefit that's full power of attorney again you can also open up a margin account if it's suitable but keep in mind i have to have it in writing but keep in mind you have to have it in writing before you can do any of the trades it can't be hey it's on the way it can't be i forgot to sign it, it has to be signed in your hands before you can do anything now remember Power of attorney ends at death. Okay, so if you have power of attorney for me, if I die, I, I kick it, your power of attorney ends. Also, if I'm considered 
uh, incapacitated, go coma, something like that, it ends then also. Unless you have what they call durable power of attorney. I'm going to talk about this, and then I'm going to talk about what would be considered discretion or not. So let's get all one thing. Durable, durable, durable power of attorney will go through incapacitation or coma, but will not go through death. All power of attorney ends at death. All power of attorney ends at death. Remember, and you don't have to renew it every year, but that I, if I have it with you, you're the you have power of attorney for me. I can revoke it anytime I want, or if I die, it ends, or if I become incapacitated. And basically, some of my videos be like, you know what, Ken should not is not in his right mind. Okay, now there's one that nobody knows about it that's showing up on the test a lot called springing power of attorney. Springing power of attorney. So what happens is, if I have an account and you say you're my kid, okay. And I want, and I'm going to leave the money to you, or even it doesn't have to be that way, but let's use that as an example. I don't want you to have control of the account because I don't fucking trust you yet. But if I become incapacitated or coma or something like that, I do want somebody to watch my account. So I set up springing power of attorney, which means it goes into effect when an event happens, like when I become incapacitated or when I become um, into a coma or something like that. So it springs into effect in the future when an event happens. That's springing power of attorney. The rest of them start right away and kind of end at incapacitation. This starts at incapacitation. So there's three ones. Regular, which ends at incapacitation or death. Durable, which only ends at death. Or springing, which starts at incapacitation so that you don't have power of attorney before, but once I become incapacitated, I'm going to say that word a million times, once I say that word, you have control of my account. Now, if you have a discretionary account, okay? If you have a discretionary account, you need to mark every order you get, either discretion exercise, which means I use the rep to use discretion, or discretion not exercise, which means the rep didn't use discretion. So that's what meets the level of discretion. Okay, so I don't really know how I'm going to do this. So I'm going to just spitball it. If I call you up, you're the rep. I call you up and whatever, you have a discretion. If I give you buy or sell, the amount and the security, that's not discretion. You can do the trade. Anyone, even if you don't have a discretion account, if I call you and say buy a thousand shares of IBM, I don't care about price. That's not discretion. If you choose, if you the rep choose anything more than the time and price, meaning if you choose the, the asset, the amount, or the action, hey, triple A. If you choose any of the AAAs, it's a long been around. It's not my thing. Action, asset, or amount. If you choose any of those, it's considered discretion and you need the power of attorney. So if I call you up and say, buy a thousand shares of a tech stock, but I don't say which tech stock, that means you're choosing the security. That means, choosing, choosing, that means you have to have power of attorney to do that. If I call up and say, hey, buy some IBM here at, when it's below 50, you're choosing the amount because I didn't say the amount, that's discretion. But if I call you up and say, liquidate my entire account of IBM, I'm literally telling you what I have because I just say, look at my account and do it. If I sell, buy, if I say buy, sell half my account, I guess you can say that's not discretion because I'm giving you a number. I'm just too lazy to look it up. So again, if you, the rep, choose the price and time only, like I want to buy it now or buy it later or buy it in a couple hours, it's not discretion. Now, this is also same day. Anything to the next day is a different story. Unless if I give you an order to buy a thousand shares of IBM at the market, not held, that's not discretion. I'm letting you choose when to do it. Not held means not discretion. It's like called time and price discretion, but it's not really the full discretion where you need the agreement. Not held means you're going to give me, I'm going to give you the order and I'm going to let you buy a thousand shares of IBM anytime you want during the day. 
I'm going to let you choose what time to buy because you should know better than me whether the market's going up or down or the stock is a good time to buy or not. But you cannot cross over to the next day unless you have a power of attorney or we cancel it. I can just start over tomorrow. Stuff. So let's go back. If you, the rep, choose buy or sell or the amount or the, or the security, then you have discretion. If you only choose the price and the time, you don't have discretion. Okay, let's say I... I get up by a bus, I grow up, whatever. I die from this stupid car. You have an, I have my account with you. What's the first thing you do when you find out? Cry a little deer, whatever, or toast up and go, thank God that bastard's dead, whatever. You cancel all open orders. Any order that's open, you have to cancel right away. Then you mark, then you freeze the account, mark it deceased, and then you wait. You wait for paperwork. They tell you what to do. The executor, the administrator, whoever will tell you what to do. That's it. If I die, you can't, remember, you have to cancel the orders first. Because I have a feeling that if you freeze it first, you won't be able to cancel the orders. So cancel the orders first, then mark it, um, freeze it, mark it deceased, and wait. And then if you find out I'm not dead, you're just, well, you're fucked, but whatever. So again, if I die, cancel the orders first, then freeze the account, mark it deceased, and wait. Just saying, okay, I'll wait for the paper. Onward. We're going to do a little recap. Discretion means you can do trades without telling the customer ahead of time. You need shit in writing before that. Non-discretion means you can do trades after you've spoken with a customer. Either they call you and it's unsolicited or you call them and it's unsolicited. The way around. Okay, let's do a little recap. Discretion means you can do trades without telling the customer ahead of time um, or you're choosing more than just time and price. You can only do that if it's in writing. There's two levels. Full, which means you can do trades plus move the money around. Limited means you can only do suitable trades. Non-discretion is means there's no power of attorney in effect. So that means either trades are solicited, which means a rep calls you, the client, and says, hey, you want to do this trade? And the client says yes or no. Non-unsolicited means the client calls the, the rep and says, hey, I want to do this trade. And you just go, okay, as long as it's not illegal to do. That is discretion. It shouldn't be that bad. It's not going to be a ton of questions on your test. But just know that you the biggest thing is I've always seen this. You must wait for it to be in your hand in writing. You can't do anything before. Let me see if I can find a question. Okay, so here's a question that you can look at. You're going to read it. I'm, for the podcast people, I'm going to read it out loud. And guys, if you're watching my podcast, do me a favor. Leave a review. Make a comment. If you think I'm doing something right or not, put it in the comments. Give me a rating, even if it's fucking one. I don't really give a shit. Okay, now, customer wants the RR. So I'm going to read this out loud. The customer wants the register rep to have discretion. She informs a register rep forms are signed in mail. Later, unfavorable, unfavorable news comes out and want, and the rep wants to take advantage but cannot contact the customer. What should the RR do? A, place an order to sell unsolicited. B, place an order noting it's, knowing that it's in the mail. C, contact the customer's spouse and get permission. D, wait until the agreement arrives even though it's in the mail. So those are your four choices. We have a choice. We can just place the order, make it unsolicited, which is no. Place the order knowing it's in the mail. No, you can't do anything else in your hand. Three, C, contact the customer's spouse and get permission. Unless it's a joint account or unless they have authorization over the account, the answer is no on that. And D, wait till the agreement arrive, even though it's in the mail. And that's the answer. You can't do anything before it gets there. That's the big thing. Okay. You'll see questions like that. Definitely. Okay, everyone. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, get the fuck off. I'll see you guys. Every Tuesday and Thursday night, live, baby.